Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This is episode 156. That is correct. We are reviewing Captain America Civil War. And on the special guest couch, we have our special guest, Daniel Ferreira. Woo! Hello. Great. That's yes. awesome. Thank you for being here. You, uh, you noticed, you yeah, mentioned before. Yeah, this is not a couch. Yeah, it's, it's not a couch. It yeah. isn't a couch. This is a chair. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a chair. The, the couch is taken up are... by the, uh, by the running medals at the moment. I, oh. I need, need to get a, uh, need to get like something <laughs> to hang them on. However, we can, we can move those aside right now. If you would rather sit on the couch. <laughs> just crawl out a little just bit. Like, oh, yeah, I want get so cozy. many. Kick your, kick it your takes up. up the whole couch. Do you, did you actually do that or did you just buy some on eBay to <laughs> impress your wife? Dude, I, I, I don't understand like who would run a race and then sell their metal on eBay. That's true. Like that just, that just seems like really like. Someone who was really angry at the race. <laughs> or like whoever picked up like all the medals that were left over or something like yeah. for the people yeah, who what, didn't finish what or do whatever. They do with those i guess melt them down and put them into next year's mm. who knows we need to find out <laughs> and start collecting dude wouldn't that be a collection you walk in and be like i have 550 medals that i did not win <laughs> that'd be good displayed prominently be... in my home <laughs> and like you tell them you're not like making it up like i didn't right. win any of these but like that's my that's i only collect medals i didn't win well mm. so i feel like that's like you know whenever you have uh like speeding tickets and if you hang the speeding tickets on the wall it's like i <laughs> speed all the time and i'm proud of it you know i don't see how those two are related I don't know how that's the same. at I all don't, i don't think it's the same anyway <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of vacant chairs yes. we're missing one today chris oh we are last week on the podcast Voltron pl- promised he absolutely promised he said i'm gonna do this with you and he got so far as watching the movie tonight. Yeah. And then he bailed. He, uh... He's been having a hard time with his word recently. Because <laughs> there's that. He walked out of the theater and said, I'm not coming back with a popcorn bucket. And yes. what did he come back with? A popcorn Pop- bucket. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's true. He's we just were standing in line and he was like, he was like, guy, he's like, John, I'm, I'm, you know, last time I was at the movies, I had this gigantic bucket of popcorn. And he's like, yeah. I'm getting a small one this time. And then, then like right before the movie starts, I look over and he's got a gigantic <laughs> yeah. thing of popcorn. He was like, I don't know how it happened, guys. I don't know. He's like, they just totally upsold me. Full Charlie needs to stand by his convictions. It was great. I, I'm surprised. Did he come back with a t shirt? Like, was it the t shirt bucket one? Because they had like the exclusive Captain America Civil War t-shirt what? and what? the popcorn bucket combo hey, John, you're telling me if I had gotten a popcorn <laughs> like, uh, yes. I could have gotten the Captain America t-shirt you could have if you had gotten the bucket popcorn I got popcorn, this t-shirt whenever I got some popcorn you like should, for the Avengers you should go back and uh, and get this t-shirt I'm gonna have to yeah. now yeah it's a cool looking t-shirt too it's like blue and has the Captain America oh thing my on goodness it. it was cool it was very cool did you guys get your free comic with your yeah, digital comic. Yes. I, I thought yeah. that was cool. Like I whenever was I was cool. checking out, it was like, oh, there's a free comic, and I'm like, except it it was hard to claim it. Yeah, how, did you guys? It's was really it? hard. That's how that's how these things always work, man. That's that's where they get you. The companies, <laughs> it's like, would it be easier if they just gave it to you? It would be, but I mean, they want you to jump through hoops because they figure like only maybe what four percent of people that are buying tickets are probably going to redeem that comic. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the issue. So you've brought up a, a, a very. Um, Topical issue for this podcast. Okay. Redeeming codes for my digital comics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. 
Why can't you put some kind of QR code or something inside the comic book so that whenever I open your Marvel app, I can just scan the code and download that comic rather than opening my browser, logging into your website, putting in this 16-digit numerical and new uh, alphabetical code. Yep. Going through this checkout process where I quote unquote buy the comics. Yep. For free. Yep. And then they're added to my account. So I have the same problem with like Xbox Live. Whenever you get codes for things, they used to like because everybody had the connect. They used to put the QR code thing in there, but now it's like a twenty-six digit thing most of the time. Whenever you get something free on uh, or get something, yeah, like a a pack in for your game on uh, Xbox Live well, or I've, whatever. So I've it's the beta codes that I always have to enter. I get on an email. So the QR codes still come in the box. I, I haven't had to input something that came in my box in a while. That might be true. I'm, I might be confusing the two. Um, but you're right. Why? In this, like, in this year of 2016, whenever you can pay off your phone, like Apple Pay, yeah. why can't we come up with a convenient solution for getting our free digital goods? Daniel. This is my job to do stuff like this. I know. That's know? what I'm saying. Please, please defend this com- company with which you are not affiliated with. So, no, I'm not at all. What they're doing is brilliant because they're like, well, exactly what you said. Uh, like, there's no, there's no reason why we need to give you this. Like, the whole point of this was so that you would buy that ticket on Pandango, <laughs> yeah. you know? Mm. And, and now once you've done it, they don't we don't care. care. I mean, so in our stuff, we'll do like, hey, give us your email and we'll send you a PDF, you know? And yeah. what I always have in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't care if you read the PDF, <laughs> you know? It's kind of the same thing, right? And so, yeah. You just, Aaron you, Wright's not here because he like would be email. losing his lid right now. <laughs> I know. He, oh, man. <laughs> he was on our Cloverfield review, actually. He was. Yeah. He was. Um, oh, yeah, it was super fun to have him, man. Yep. It's great. So, John, what have you been up to this week? I've been playing a lot of Rocket League. Ah. I've also been playing, uh, so we talked about, uh, I think it was off off microphone, like last week, mm-hmm. right after we'd done the podcast or something like that, we talked about how my Xbox, mm-hmm. it's full, like the hard drive, oh, yeah. completely full of games. And so I was like, well, I can't delete this game though. I've got one achievement left in this game that I have to pick yeah. up and it's 15 gigs of space. Uh, and so, Was it Fast and the Furious? It was Fast <laughs> and the Furious. You're right. And so I had to boot that one up and knock out that achievement and then get out of there, man. Did you tell me that last week? That I, it was that game? I think I did. I think I did. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, the reason I ask is because randomly I saw that sitting on my hard drive earlier this week and I was like, huh. I didn't 100% this game. I could probably do that in like maybe an hour. So I'm going to spend some time and do that three hours later. <laughs> <laughs> I finally 100% it. So and I'm like, I can delete this now. Did you have more than one like left to do? Or I like... didn't have any achievements. I had already done all the achievements. It oh. was like, so this is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw a wrench into your monkey wrench into your plans now, John. Okay. If you hundred percent the game, this is not the achievements, but like you discover all the roads and hit all the like signs and like do all the like uh I think they open up after you unlock certain cars, but I think they call like bonus missions or whatever. I don't remember. Uh no, the bucket list. Yeah, bucket the bucket list, list is yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so you do all the bucket list items. If you do all of that, you get points in the Forza hub. And they unlock things in Forza Horizon 2. Oh, my gosh, dude. And so, like, they were telling me, like, whenever I did all that, like, go check out your garage in Forza Horizon 2. You got something waiting. Oh. So, but you, do you have a Forza Horizon 2? No. 
It doesn't matter because it's linked to the hub, Well, John. you should have been doing this on my account the because hu- I have Forza Horizon 2. The too. hub is where it's at. It, 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 it's connected to everything. Yeah? That's why they call it the hub. The hub. The Forza hub. Dude. And so I played that, that but I didn't 100% it. And here's why. Because I actually have Forza Horizon 2. Yeah. And so I dove into Forza Horizon 2 trying to get uh, that one uh, taken care did of as you, well. Uh, did you del- delete Fast and the Furious? I did, in fact. It was 15 gigs. Mm. I had to had to get 15 gigs somewhere, and that was the uh, the one. It was time. I don't count that as uh, as <laughs> completed. <laughs> you don't count as it until, until it's 100%. Until it's 100%. Well, Chris, that's uh, it's just going to have to be <laughs> uncompleted then. Yes. <laughs> So what have you been up to this week? Uh, I've been up to that, what I just described. Yeah. That entire process. Yeah. Uh, I've also, what else? There was something I was literally going to talk about, and I was thinking about it on the way up here. Gone. It's left me. It's escaped. Daniel, what have you been up to lately? Well, I've been watching Daredevil. Yeah. Like, almost all of season one and two in the last three weeks. (laughs) Okay. That's amazing. I have uh, one more episode. Yeah. Episode 13. And I was going to watch it last night, but I wanted to like have all of my facilities mm. while oh, yeah. I was watching it. It was kind of late, and I just watched three episodes. So getting through that, and been playing some Final Fantasy VI, which nice. has been really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I only have a Super Nintendo. So <laughs> That's great. It's either that or like Mega Man, yes. you know, Dude, Kirby's I Avalanche. So, I love it. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. Street Fighter Two. Yes. So Who do you play Street Fighter against? My wife, <laughs> the AI, go through the uh, the the uh, with every character, you know that sort of thing. Exactly. So you bring up uh, the the point of not watching that season finale. I always I get in the same thing where it's like it approaches the end of whatever uh, series of television that I'm watching at the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and the last like couple episodes, I always go, man the mood has to be right. Like I have to be like, it's like, well, however I watched the, the previous, whatever was it, nighttime, daytime, like whatever, you know, it's like, it kind of has to be the same thing. Cause I want the experience to be mm-hmm. like a, you like a whole thing, a whole like bookended thing to where mm-hmm. it feels like a coherent, um, experience mm-hmm. rather than being just like a broken up, Hey, an episode here, an episode there. I watched a quarter of an episode while I was in the shower or whatever, <laughs> you know? Uh, so <laughs> I, I don't want any of that. I, th- I think I'll go back and watch episode 12 and 13 together. Mm. Nice. Um, I just, it, it just feels more right that way. Yeah. Makes sense. So, I don't know. It makes sense. It's been great so far sense. though. I'm into it. So I'm uh, I'm somewhere still somewhere in the middle of season one. I need to like just con- completely like commit some weekend and just be like psh, all of it going down. It's happening. It was difficult to commit for me. So there was just some like I'm very squeamish, and mm-hmm. so just the gore itself. I was like I'm always taking out my headphones, and, like covering my eyes, and like having my wife tell me when it's over. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. And that's so awesome. I finally got through that. But now the most like painful and frightening and disturbing part is Foggy's dialogue because mm. it's so <laughs> that's bad. I, that's what like, I've it's heard. So painful. I've heard it gets really bad. Like it was bad enough season like one or the episodes that I watched. But then like I've heard that in season two it's just kind of like uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So there's that. <laughs> nice. I remember what I was going to talk about now. So I've been. That's awesome. I've been playing through Uncharted. Yeah. 
Okay, so I, I talked about whenever I finished Uncharted 1. Correct. And I've <laughs> gotten most of the way through Uncharted 2 up until the last mission, and I just haven't gotten to it. Like, I don't know why, but, like, this past weekend, like, I got up, <laughs> and I, we got up right to the end, and, like, I forget, we had to go somewhere or something. I don't know. I don't remember. And then I was like, oh, I'll do That's this whenever I come worst. back. And I was like, oh, I'll do it tonight. I'll do, I'll do it tomorrow night. You know, it just, it's, it's, I'm just pushing the... Snowball down the road. So are you going to ever get back to this? Snowball down the road. That's a weird weird analogy, Chris. I just envisioned you pushing a snowball down the road. To cause an avalanche, obviously. I mean, that's just... That's how they do it in the cartoons. It doesn't even snow that much down here in Tennessee. (laughs) Anyway, so are you ever going to get back to it? Yeah. Or or are you going to just completely forget what's going on? Because I've done that before, where it's like you get to the last mission, you're like, ah... I, I want to do all of this this back chunk all at once, and then I just kind of forget what's going on. No, see, my goal is still to complete it, <laughs> complete that, and then the third one before the fourth one comes out. When does in that come like, out? In like a week. Yeah, it's like it's soon, man. <laughs> really soon. Well, I'll review it at some point whenever I finish it. I like it. I like it. So one other thing, Chris. Yes. Before we move on yes. into uh, into the main segment and, yeah. and things, I have a in front of me the Legion of Collectors DC TV Collectors Box. Uh, the the pop subscription, box. yeah, the subscription Funko, Funko Pop, yeah, uh, box. And I'm gonna open it. I haven't opened it. I have no idea what's inside, but uh, I'm gonna open it here on this audio podcast so everyone can visualize it in their minds as we describe every item vividly. Oh yeah, so I'm opening the box. It's a really I love the, their their box. So good. Okay, so we've got a Legion of Collectors Supergirl patch, oh, that's which awesome. is really cool. It's the uh, the Super Supergirl emblem there. It has it says Legion of Collectors Supergirl on it. Then I have an Atom pin from the uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, so let, let's 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 pause for a second. Let me yes. see that. So like this is all going to be. Um, so the pop we've talked about the pop boxes before. Oh yeah. This theme is all like the CW and CBS television series, and I and guess maybe, maybe Gotham. Yeah, I probably, don't know. Is that probably Gotham there? too. So we'll kinda, find out. I don't know. I bet you ten bucks. There's no. You don't Gotham think stuff so? I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh my gosh, this T-shirt is looking pretty sweet. I'm very excited about this T-shirt, Chris. By the way, I, I guess uh, I didn't ask you if you wanted to be spoiled on what's inside oh, the box. It's fine. Um, but the I have T-shirt one coming as well is pretty great. <laughs> I'm, sometimes uh, they're different, you know. Hey, Chris. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a big spoiler alert for this. The thing is, I always like get super happy whenever I see my box, because it's like you don't know what's in it. It's like someone, your best friend, put a bunch of cool things you like in one box and said, oh, "Oh yeah. man, that's really cool." Oh my gosh, this arrow, arrow shirt is very cool. It's uh, it's I I don't know how to describe it. It's it's very good. It's got arrow on it. It's cool fonts. It's just a cool T-shirt. Um, and then inside we also have a comic book, The Flash oh. comic book. And uh, it actually has two awesome figures in it. We have the Jay Garrick. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Flash figure. He's uh, Flash from Earth 2. Yes. And then we also have a, uh, a rock candy Funko figure of Supergirl. Oh, wow. Which is, which is pretty that's cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, dude, this is a, this is a great box. Uh, that's, that's everything that's inside. So, it's, it's awesome, man. I'm, uh, they uh, just I'm announced the it. next month, or no, they, or every other month. So. Right. The, but the next box is going to be Suicide Squad right. related. I'm very excited, about, excited that. about that. I know. I'm really excited about that movie. Yeah. I was surprised that there wasn't, I mean, I guess because it's a Marvel movie, but I was surprised there wasn't a Suicide Squad trailer in front of this. I think they've had the, they, in front of, uh, at least in front of, in front of Batman versus Superman, wasn't there a, uh, there was a mm-hmm. Civil War trailer? Yeah. Oh, there yeah, there was. was. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I mean, weird. I think if you just pay for the time, you get it. But yeah, I don't interesting. Think exclude, but yeah, that's interesting that it, that it wasn't in there. Um, but yeah, that's what's in the box. Super awesome. Well, we, we're going to review Civil War in a little bit, but first. We the have, news, Chris. I, I told you we'd have some brief news today. Some brief news, <laughs> uh-huh. as in, and I asked you if it was because it was short news or if it was uh, if it was because it was news about undergarments. Uh-huh. I could do both <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> I'm into it, man. I'm into it. either one. I'm, All right. I'm totally down. Uh, so uh, I, don't, I don't think we've talked about it yet, but the division has a second update coming out soon. Yeah. It's going to provide another incursion. It's going to add. Uh, a higher gear level that you need to go into the incursion, so it's going to add some higher level gear, that kind of stuff. It's another free update. The first up- awesome. update did I not... I like free updates, Chris. Yes. Well, so what's interesting is the way that they're rolling this kind of stuff out. The The first two, um, I guess, what is this, May? So April and May had t- uh, one update apiece, yeah. and those were free. And then June has the first paid upgrade Unless you have the season pass. Which you do, to, right? Which I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to be the underground tunnel system, so they're going to open that up next month. I'm really excited about that. The first update didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> the, it broke a lot of things. It broke daily missions. Uh, a lot of people were uh, um, were cheating their way through the the boss fight so that they could just continually get gear over and over and over again. And so this time, Ubisoft says that they haven't put out a solid date so that they can make sure the upcoming patch is quote-unquote rock solid. So, uh, in reference to the uh, 1.1 update, there was testing, but obviously the process was not good enough because there are some bugs that made it through that shouldn't have. The processes have been updated, and we want to make sure 1.2 is really tested correctly, and there are no obvious things that are making it through, so that's the reason why, so far, we're not giving any dates on the release. So what they're saying is that the first one, they were just like, nah, just put it through. Nobody will find these exploits. I don't think they even tested it. It didn't feel like they did. <laughs> just, yeah, so that, that game has been recently like just plagued with like lots of things, like lots of exploits and uh, that sort of thing. So I don't know, man. It's It's interesting to see how they have been dealing with it because part of me is like, well, it should, you know, is is it really, is it on the player to not use the exploits um, or is it on their side to fix, like make sure it doesn't have exploits, you know, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. It's like, there's a, there's definitely a, this is a unique scenario that we haven't had in games in the past because usually like whenever you, you know, you bring out a, uh, a cartridge game or like a game back in the day, it would be like, if it's broken, it's broken. You know, it's like, there's, there's no way to fix it. Like there's been stories of like, there was a, what game was it uh, where you'd basically be lock yourself into a room and if you shut the door behind you, you'd just be stuck. Like you could never get out of that room, but you could mail your, your memory card to Nintendo and they would like put the patch onto your memory card and mail it back to you. <laughs> And then you would be have like have a fixed game. So, but I mean, like it's just weird to have like this constantly living world where it's in the terms and conditions that you're not gonna cheat. And then whenever people cheat, like they can, you know, the Ubisoft is like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna punch you and kick you out. And we've talked about it before, where you know these games have troubled launches or have huge day one patches. Like, for instance, we just talked about Uncharted Four. Its day one patch is gonna be about like five gigabytes, and they like. 
listed on the patch notes is like it's going to add things like multiplayer and part of the single player campaign and like it's just like wow that means you just shipped a broken disc like this game cannot work without this patch like you're shipping a product to stores that is incomplete right just to hit the date and i guess like that's the world we live in yeah because they have to go gold like they actually have to print the discs um way way earlier than they you know so they can manufacture them ship them out i also remember remember um was it modern warfare 3 there was a truck that uh, all like basically a truck went missing with a bunch of Modern Warfare three oh, thing. Yeah. and like so a bunch of people stole a Modern Warfare three shipment truck and then like sold them there. So like I, you could make the argument that hey we're protecting our game because because you know, it's people, broken because it's broken to begin with and you have to download this patch in order to make it work. But that's uh you know I don't know it's just it's so weird, dude. It's so weird. Someone stole a shipment of Uncharted four as well. Oh, are they tracking them down? I don't know. Like, you know, because it's it's about treasure hunting. So are they they hunting them these people down? No, no, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about cartridges two seconds ago. So yeah, uh, there is. uh, Oh man, this is this is an article on IGN, and I'm just going to read basically read this article. The financial statements of the company that provides Nintendo's ROM chips used in both consoles and for 3DS game cartridges have sparked speculation as to whether the upcoming Nintendo NX will drop the use of optical disk drives in favor of cartridges. As spotted by screen critics, Chinese memory manufacturer Macronix is reportedly expecting an increased order of ROM chips from Nintendo, and company chairman Wu Min made specific reference to the NX in his financial briefing. It has been translated, he said, quote, Macronics ROM chips are usually supplied to video game console maker Nintendo, although the sales is off in... Wait, this is a weird translation. Although the sales is an off-season during the first quarter, the revenue is similar compared with the same period last year. Women suggested that as Nintendo had just announced it will release a new generation console in March next year, and the console will be launched at the same time in Japan, America, and Europe... So ROM sales is expected to increase in the latter half of this year, and it will have a large growth potential. Whoever translated that, strange. Anyway. <laughs> just a strange just, person. Just, just a strange translation. So we could have cartridges again, John. Uh, that would be so weird. I mean, I know my uh, – the thing that I can think of is if this is a mo- like a handheld, it would make sense if it was cartridges. Like, right. Because Nintendo sticks with cartridges that way. But if it's like a home console – it would be very strange to have uh, cartridges again. There was a rumor like a year and a half ago about Nintendo just doing away with like a disk drive altogether and and like SD cards and everything like the, where it would be just a, a downloadable thing like where you download it. It had to be yeah. on the internet. But that doesn't make any sense whenever you think about that their company does so much of their business in physical sales. And so the cartridge thing makes a little bit more sense. But So I'm going to push back on the, that it doesn't make thing. sense kind of thing. Right now... On the PS4 and Xbox One, you get a disc. You have to install it. Yeah, like it, right. you can't play anything off the disc anymore. Like we've, we're past that point because you need to. Like the the load times from a disc are way slower than the load times from a hard drive. And there are, have been also rumors that Nintendo has been exp- uh, experimenting with thirty gigabyte cartridges. Yeah. So under that system, it would be literally just plug and play. Just plug your cartridge in, be able to play the game. It has fast load times because yeah. you're just plugging it straight in. 
in in cartridges, <laughs> you can like also that. work in like some weird magic with like you the can cartridges actually put will be that big, <laughs> just gigantic things like a like a like, like a, a log, yeah, like the Gutenberg <laughs> Bible, you know, just <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so with when you with, blow on it to clear it out. So. <laughs> oh, jeez, that's right. You would pass out every that time. Would, <laughs> that would, oh my gosh, you would totally have to have that happen. Like you would have to blow into the I mean, or get your vacuum cleaner out. <laughs> Everything old is new again, Chris. So something else, like with uh, with like cartridges. You can work magic inside cartridges and actually put like processors and RAM, like additional RAM in cartridges. Man. And so that's why that like so many games back in the day, it's like, well, this system shouldn't be capable of outputting True. these graphics. And it's because they paid more for the cartridge to have like additional like ROM processing and RAM processing inside of it. Like mm. so crazy computer magic inside the physical things, um, which what, is strange. What? There was a, uh, a Nintendo 64 cartridge that had a battery inside it. Oh man, a, a uh, lot of them have batteries. In fact, all of the ones that save onto them. So your, uh, so any Game Boy ones. Yeah. They had batteries inside, so you could save Zelda, and uh, and so you could like save your game. Pokemon's the same way. So people nowadays. You I, don't find, think, I don't think that's a requirement for saving a game. No, but you, you'd have to like enter in a code like we did on uh, on oh, Game Gear right. all the time. Yeah, you're right. Um, or it would have to have some sort of a memory in the actual device. But if you're if it's on the cart, then it's got to be mm. there's got to be a battery that keeps that thing just barely operating to where it can save this data. And so people's batteries will, will like steadily go bad. So if you find like certain games with a good battery in them nowadays, like they're super valuable. But the ones with dead batteries, ah, you know, go find cartridges with dead batteries swap them out and sell them for a lot more money right and that's why like if you load up some um in like roms on emulators on your laptop the first thing it'll come up and say is like oh we noticed that this cart's battery has died so the internal <laughs> clock is off and it's like well it's not on that so you're saving it on the computer to a separate thing so you are actually able to save but anyway that's why that happens we we're talking about dc tv cbs supergirl has not been renewed oh man it reportedly costs about $3 million to make each episode, which is mm-hmm. not that much by CBS standards, but it hasn't been attracting the audience to legitimize that expense. So right. there are rumors that it could go to the CW. Yeah, so I think it was in some interviews, some of the CBS heads were speaking as if the show was going to continue. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, So like it, it hasn't, it's all but renewed, mm-hmm. but it's like they haven't actually pulled the trigger on it yet, and so there's something that's going on back behind closed doors. So it would make sense if they're like, well, it's really expensive. Do we send it over to the CW, or do we, you know, what, what happens here? Um, CW typically doesn't spend that much money on, no, on they shows. Don't. They spend less than a million. So yeah. if it goes to CW... It's going to have a way lower budget. Probably the special effects will take a huge hit. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see like if they have to cut some of the cast. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I love that show. It's a great show. Um, and the crossover with like with The Flash, uh, CW's The Flash, was really fun. Mm-hmm. And But... I don't know, man. I, I don't know if I, I don't know if this is the way. Like it would it would obviously increase the chances of crossovers happening if she's over there. Maybe yeah. she gets pulled into uh, their universe more often or whatever. But man, it's like I don't know. It's such a good show and such a uh, such a well delivered show. I would hope hate to see the the production values drop that much. So. Yeah. Anyway, my last news item: Call of Duty Infinite Warfare was announced this week. Infinite Warfare. There's a brand new trailer. It includes flying in space <laughs> in a jet. Yeah. Um, 
like just with your body, lots of fighting in space, lots of space stuff. Lots of space. So basically, you're saying this is this is this is Call of Duty in space. Yeah. So what's, they should have just called it that. Chris. What's funny is that um, there's been a weird like mixed reaction to the game announcement and. So, so far, the way that Activision has explained it, like, okay, for those who like traditional uh, Call of Duty on the ground, like boots on the ground, that's why we're packing in the remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1. But only in certain versions, right? Only if you buy the, like, $90 version. Yeah, the $89.99 version. And it won't be available. That that game won't be available uh, for purchase elsewhere either. So what if you, you want to play that game, oh, you mean separate. like individually? Yeah. It, eventually, it will. It will be, yeah, eventually. But like, if you want to play that game this uh, fall, it's like that's your way to get it, right? So, which I mean, I like that. Like, that's I'll great. pay, I'll pay it's an fun. extra twenty bucks for it or whatever. Plus, yeah. it, like, I think it comes with some other stuff. So it's like yeah. that's cool. Um, I just find it interesting that we're taking like that big of a. St- I think they're just throwing things at the wall. Like, I think they've they've seen the player base drop off in recent years. Yeah. Um, especially after Titanfall, and then we had like basically a Titanfall copy with Advanced Warfare, and then... They tried. Yeah, they tried. And then uh, we've just seen them kind of just like, what's going to stick? You know, yeah. like Black I mean, Ops 3. Black Ops 3 sold really well, yeah. and but I don't know about the player base, like, maintaining it. You know, I, I still play occasionally, but, you know, it's not the game that I play like it was back at Black Ops 2, yeah. or like it was even with... Um, what was the... Was it Ghost that was right after Black Ops 2? No... Yeah, I guess it was. Ghosts, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's whenever I dropped off was Ghosts. Yeah. Um, so that, it was sometime about halfway through that year. I was just like, ah, this is not for me. Um, and so, but I've been, you know, like I said, I've been been back. Maybe they see also with like Destiny, mm-hmm. like space stuff. Mm. You know, you look at like all of the space stuff. <laughs> you know what's hot right now, Very guys? successful. Space right. stuff. <laughs> like next thing you're going to be, you're going to see is like, you know what's hot right now, guys? New York. And viruses, and they're gonna have like a story that has that. You know, what's interesting is whenever they showed this the shot of Queens in New York in the movie. Wait, we're talking about Avengers, right? Yeah, or uh, Civil War. I've never been to New York, but I was like, I know that place. I've been there in the Division. (laughs) That's I've run through those buildings. I was climbing around in there. That's where I found my trendy (laughs) green scarf. There's always like guys hanging out in the middle of those buildings. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. That's the news. All right, we've come to the main event. It's time. Guys, it's time. Yes. To review Captain America Civil War. So it's going to work. We're, <laughs> we're going to lay some ground rules. <laughs> what are these ground rules, This is Chris? a spoiler-free section. What? We're not going to spoil anything yet. Then we're going to have a substantial spoiler countdown. So let's talk about this movie how substantial are we starting at like a hundred? Are we starting at like fifty? How substantial is this countdown, Chris? Like ten Mississippi? Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll start 10 at ten Mississippi. That's what we'll do. So, um, <laughs> first impressions. What did you think of the movie? Um, I went into this. So I went into the movie not knowing almost anything. I'd seen the first. What did we? Do? we were, I uh, was talking to I think Fultron about it, and we had. I'd seen the first trailer, right? So, yeah. but I hadn't seen. Any of almost any of the other ones. Yeah. Like I, I never watched a second trailer. Like yeah. It was just that first trailer, and so I went in kind of blind, knowing, oh yeah. well, you know, some some people are gonna fight that sort of thing. But I didn't know anything about it. Um, I came out of this movie very, very happy, very, very pleased with how everything turned out. So, what did you think of it? So I really appreciated the dialogue. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, I thought that was really good. The early, can we say there was a fight scene? Yeah. Like that's assumed, <laughs> they're right? They're never going to fight. <laughs> the war is in the title, but they're never going to fight. That's... Some of the early fight scenes, to be honest, seemed a little bit hectic. Mm. Like they weren't real engaging. I was just kind of like, I kind of hope this is over soon so we can like unfold some mm. more of the story first. Mm. Um, yeah, we did kind of just launch right into It did, yeah. Action. It was fast paced, yeah. That's similar to how um, Captain America Winter Soldier started as well. It um, is. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we just right off the bat, you're in this stuff, and you're like, what's going on? And then, then they kind of backtrack and try to figure out, what, like, what the next well, step is. And not just the pace of the storytelling, but the, like, the fight sequences themselves mm-hmm. seem, ah. like, kind of strobo and hectic. So, yeah. So, what they did was they shot this at a super high frame rate, hmm. and then it... So say you shoot it at 120 frames. That's right. And then you chop it down and you show it and display it in 24 frames a second. So then you're cutting out frames of action. What that ends up doing is it makes every single frame is like a picture and that there's mm-hmm. no motion blur. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it like you can tell almost everything that's going on, but it does have that strobe kind of effect because it's like just all the stuff happening on and like, you know, yeah. it. It's, Almost hyper realistic. Yeah, it's high, and like shows like Arrow and Flash will do it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a visual trick. I I waver back and forth on like whether or not I like it. Yeah, like sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I think the the one time like I absolutely loved it was what was it, it was uh it was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part mm. One. Yeah. Um. At the end of that, they're like running through the woods, and it's like it's a very it's a very hectic scene where like you're the camera is panning through these woods, and the trees are going in front, and so it's kind of strobesque anyway. But it's like that lower frame rate handheld shots that are just kind of like jarring. Yeah. And it's so, um, in contrast with the rest of the movie, that it works really well there. But yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it has its merits. It has, you know, like, I, I will say, like, I do think it was kind of overdone in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so the the one cool part was in one of the early fight scenes, um, what's her face? Scarlet. Uh, Natasha. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is doing like some flipping kick and mm-hmm. she looks towards the camera while mm-hmm. she's flipping in the air. And because of the way that it was <laughs> captured, you saw that like her face coming uh-huh. towards the camera. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And then I was like looking for it again to be like, are they interacting that way? And mm-hmm. I thought that that was cool, but I didn't see it again. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. cool. That so. is really cool. I, I, you know, I, I do like being able to like see every little like if you go frame by frame, you'd see like every little bitty thing that they're doing, you mm-hmm. know, like. Mm-hmm. And I think like that in that aspect, like it it really shows off the great choreography mm-hmm. because like the, mm-hmm. the choreographed yeah. fight scenes are like, it's a, it's like a work of art whenever it, Captain America is, you know, doing some really complex thing and then throwing people around and mm-hmm. it's and, and super complex. And so being able to see all of that is, uh, is nice. Um, and I, I wonder what it would look like at the other, like at, at a normal frame rate. Like yeah. if you would miss things and have like the, the weird, you know, motion blur and that sort of thing. I don't know. It, it would be interesting to find out. One thing I will tell you if you're going in to watch it and you have all you've seen is the trailers, like they kept a lot of stuff out of the trailers. It's true. Like that, I mean, I think it, it's not that they don't represent the final movie, but like, you're not going to be able to figure out the plot of this movie from the trailers, which I appreciate. I yeah. very much appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't only saw the first one. So uh, of the other trailers, like wh- how, like um, maybe we get into that in the spoiler section, maybe of like what specific things were yeah. in the other spoilers, what was given away beforehand. Yeah. Um, 
So other things like the music that I, I, I didn't really like, it didn't stick out a ton to me, but the, like the main themes, like the cap theme yeah. um, was nice. And it's, it's obviously like just the kind of the, the normal Marvel fair. There were a few times though. Hmm. Where I did think that the um, that what was going on on the screen did not match the tone of what was going on in the music. Yeah. Specifically, you know, um, if you have seen the trailer, you know that some people fight. Um, <laughs> that uh, people who are on potentially the same side fight. And so in those areas, it was like this like triumphant music. And you're just like, I don't know which mm-hmm. side we're being triumphant for right here. And I'm not sure exactly, you know, personally while watching, you know, what, what's going, you know, what, what I'm wanting to have happen. Yeah. And, uh, and so the triumphant music didn't necessarily reflect what I was feeling mm-hmm. while, while these things were going on. And so like, I did think that there was like this dissonance of like, what tone are we going for here? Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I just wanted to point that out a little bit with the music. And totally, this film was a lot darker than a lot of the other Marvel movies. Uh, I think, like, we've we've done some dark stuff in Iron Man three and in Thor: The Dark World, but that's about as like this is the darkest that we've gone in terms of like what's actually happening. I guess Captain America: Winter Soldier hit some pretty yeah dark themes in terms of just betrayal and all that kind of stuff. But right. like this was just took it to another level. Um, Almost to a place where it's like, man, I don't, I don't even know who is in the right here and who's yeah. in the wrong. And I yeah. see si- like I see parts of both in ever all the characters. Right. Yeah. And I mean, and and so where where we land, like, uh, are we in, spoiling right now? No, no, no. In the okay. middle, like, whenever okay. you kind of jump into this movie, <laughs> like where you land, like where the movie starts from. Yeah. Um. Is. It's super unclear, like what what is the right path, or if there is yeah. a right path. And so I think this is the one, like this is the one Marvel movie that really does introduce that gray area yeah. a lot, and really like walk down that gray area yeah. line of like, okay, let's figure out, you know, what is this like? What is this? What would this be in the real world? Or how would this? How would people react to things uh, yeah. to to these superhumans in the real world? And having done what what they have done, so this uh, is, in previous movies, this is Marvel's version both overtly and subtly their version of Empire Strikes Back for the Marvel Universe. Right. I would say not so, not so subtly. <laughs> yes. Yes, there's, it's not so subtle sometimes. We can get to that. Yes, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention, I talked to Fultron after the movie, and um, he was like, I like the movie. The special effects were pretty awful sometimes, which I agree with. Like, uh, specific examples: uh, Iron Man suit. Whenever like t- you see Tony Stark and he's in the Iron Man suit, like you can totally tell he's oh, comped yeah. in. Yeah. Spider Man was super cartoony. Sp- uh, really? Well, you thought that- so? Yeah, like whenever he's not like in costume, like yeah. stand there with everyone else, he looks super cartoony. Some of the, just like the explosions and vehicles and stuff like that. There's a couple shots where like they do some pans of what should be a environment yeah. I'm trying to like cover up what i'm saying here should be an environment and it's like here's just a bunch of fog like we're just i'm gonna obscure everything mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just like what is going on here yeah there were a few times that i did notice that where it stuck out to me but like in movies like this where and even in like so for example in like batman versus superman there were some moments where i was just like man that looks that oh yeah looks totally you know uh totally bad or, or like there were, and so like in super like effects driven movies like this there's gonna be those moments but it was it wasn't really apparent to me like the uh 
some of the things you were talking about, but like with his helmet specifically, Iron Man. Um, yeah. Whenever he like would take off his mask and he would stand, it's like yeah, that that kind of stuck out. Where I was like, that's strange because it's a character moment, and so you want this to be natural, you want it to feel natural, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like it didn't really blend very well. Yeah, and that was mainly Fultron's point. Is like the fact like you'll go back to Iron Man one, and all that looks fantastic, right? And you would think that they'd be able to make this. I mean, this is that was what was that. Eight years ago at this point? Like, yeah. It was a long time yeah, ago. It was. So it's like, they should be able to make it. Just put a few more supercomputers on it. At least as good you know? as, as, uh, as that movie. I mean, it's not quite Teenage Mutant uh, oh, Turtles, man. but... Yes. Yeah. So... Um, <laughs> Did you ever see the first one? No. We reviewed it. I couldn't bring myself to it. No, I mean, you don't, you don't need to. Yeah, neither of us really... Yeah, don't, mm. don't do it. So I will say this, though, for the trailer <laughs> of that one, for the trailer of the second one, this one looks more Turtles-esque. Like, they're bringing in more of, like, the yeah. the the uh, the Turtles, like, driving around town. They're doing all more Turtle things. Like Because the first movie... pretty bad, though. The first movie was really, like... It didn't have very many elements of, like, the Ninja Turtles in mm. it. You're just like, what? Is this a Ninja Turtles movie? It feels like it's just, like... These things that are giant turtles, they're not really that ninja-esque, and they're not really, you know, they're not saying dude and all this stuff eating pizza mm. as much. So anyway, just didn't have as much turtle references, and this one looks like it's going to have a little bit more. What if they just rebooted Hopefully. the cartoons? That would be, so the there cartoons are, So there's amazing. a really good uh, yeah. Nickelodeon cartoon that's out now. It's uh, like a... Uh, but is it like a cartoon cartoon or is no it, it's not hand-drawn it's a thing, uh, it's like, a cg thing mm. but but it's it's really uh it's really good it's really good i don't know why they didn't just go with that and make movies of that but the last they, they tried they yeah, were yeah. there was a computer animated well like this isn't computer animated but there was like a computer animated version of it was just called tmnt right and that and was that, gonna be their new franchise well that was like it was a it was a sequel to all of the other the live action movies but it was like as a as a computer animated thing mm-hmm. too yeah. so it's it was yeah it was trying to be a soft reboot almost but then yeah. they decided to go all the way and, and make it the michael bay thing so anyway that's complete aside we're not talking about <laughs> that movie right now <laughs> I think we've referenced that movie so many times because we reviewed it back and it yeah. was just like, mm. anyway, <laughs> uh, um, back to Captain America, Civil War. Our, uh, is there anything to just talk about before we, we spoil this thing? I mean, I think in terms, this is obviously a must see if you're, if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a superhero fan, like it's, it's a good movie. Um, it's way different than what you're thinking it's going to be. Not in a bad way, but like there's a lot of surprises in here. There's a lot of cool things for like comic book fans, a lot of cool reveals, a lot of cool moments for fans of the comics and fans of these characters that you're just like, yes. Like there were, I, I don't even know how many times the audience would cheer or get really excited about something um, besides the people who were just behind us. Those the whole girls time. behind us were excited the <laughs> that whole time. Was awesome. like, oh my God. I loved it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It was, it, was, it was basically restating the obvious the entire time. Yeah. Well, of course. So that's what audience reaction is. You know, whenever whenever you get scared in a horror film and the audience goes, ah, it's right. not like that's not obvious. But they were. You know, it was like like Captain America would come on screen. And they, it's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. I didn't really, I I didn't, figure that I out. I wasn't that's down that far. Me. <laughs> yeah, actually, oh, that's really funny. I love or it. The best was the really amped up guy behind us. <laughs> I know. He uh, got really excited <laughs> sometimes. When, when they first walked into Peter Parker's apartment, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Whoa. Yeah. I didn't even figure out what was going on yet. Like, what did he see that I didn't? 
I love it. I love it, dude. I love I love audiences that are so into movies. It's so good. Um, but yeah, dude, there are so many surprise moments and yes. so many uh, so many cool fan references. I will say we mentioned it being a dark tonal mm, kind of thing mm-hmm. and story wise and, yeah. and uh, a lot of the themes. It it doesn't lose the Marvel humor and that Marvel, like, I think this strikes the best balance. I think before we've criticized some uh, Marvel movies of being like too slapstick kind of funny or it's like a joke a minute or whatever. Um, And so this one definitely like walks that line and is, is really good. Uh, as far as that goes, like I, I felt like it did, it struck a great balance between the dark themes that were going on and then when, you know, when they would tell a joke or whenever right. a, uh, a funny anecdotal thing would happen. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I really, I really, even though it was a dark thing, still some light fun moments. Let's it's spoil this thing. Actually, we should say if we're going to tell people to go oh, see it, go see it. Yeah. Yeah. Go see it. Okay. I say go see it as well. Definitely go see it. Um, all right, so we said 10 Mississippi. So let's start counting down 10 Mississippi, 9 Mississippi. Turn it off now. 8 Mississippi. You don't want to be spoiled. 7 this Mississippi. 6 Mississippi. To all you people. 5 Mississippi. 4 you Mississippi. If you can't get to your phone, Mississippi, 2 Mississippi. Bad. It's going to get spoiled. 1 Mississippi. Throw out a spoiler. 10 may have been too high to start with. <laughs> <laughs> like, 5 would have been okay, you know? I'm, like, I'm sufficient a, time to get your phone this out This is what I envision. Let me tell you the scenario that I envision. I envision someone's <laughs> like, they're playing, the, they're playing the podcast on their phone, which is in their bedroom, on their Bluetooth speaker while they're in the shower, okay? And then, like, they get to the, the part, they're scrubbing, and the, we start the spoiler countdown. Like, oh no, I can't hear this. I didn't so think this like, was coming for another five like, minutes. Rip open the, the curtain, like, slip out of the, the tub. They're, like, trying to, like, not drip water everywhere, with, like, like, dive into their Bullet bedroom time and kicks grab in their, as they're diving. Their fingers are too wet, they won't touch the touch screen. We've got to dry them off, and, like, okay, and barely get it by the end. See, what I envision is someone <laughs> driving like 100 miles an hour down the road mm. with it in their pocket. It slips like, out like a bar of soap. Yeah, it's like you first you have tight jeans on, and then you can't get it out of your pocket, and then you pull it. Oh, no, I just, I just dropped it on the, the bottom of the car, like the floorboard of the car. Have to pull over, and then you get your phone, you know? Have any of these scenarios happened to you? Winter Soldier loses his arm. <gasps> oh, <laughs> there yes! you go. There's the spoiler. There we go. I love it. Is that... Is that a spoiler? Yeah. Like yeah, I that's said, great, yeah. Okay. yeah, it's a great spoiler. It's a great spoiler. Usually it's like, you know, for Star Wars, it was spoilers for Star Wars. You know. If you haven't seen Star Wars, skip forward 15 seconds in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. He's thrown out a spoiler. Han Solo dies, you know. Dude, I haven't seen it yet, Chris. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my gosh. No, we saw it together, didn't we? Oh, no. I saw it with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was legit. I, I was about to just be really apologetic. Yeah, my, my stomach dropped just a little. <laughs> I was just... about to be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You just start crying. Like, you're not, you're like not even saying anything. You just start crying. Oh, my God. Uh, yes, the Winter Soldier loses his arm. But let's back up for a second. <laughs> and, uh, and start talking about the movie from the beginning. So we do start off with a fight sequence. So basically the premise, they have to... Um, we were talking about tonally for over a second ago. Age of Ultron is when they dropped that whole city. What is it? Uh, Sorkovia? Yes. Yeah. And Sorkovia. 
they're like the that movie feels very like triumphant and like fun yeah. and like lighthearted while this whole city is just being destroyed and they use that in this movie is like this is the reason that the avengers can't be trusted you know and yeah. and it doesn't feel like that at all in hindsight whenever you watch the movie you know so like that's a, just a weird tonal imbalance that we were talking about i think like that like almost reinforces um why tony does what he does because he was like because after that moment everybody's being so like oh my gosh we saved the world we saved the world but like not really thinking but we you know killed all of these people or yeah. all of these people died in the process mm. and so while they're all like high-fiving around uh around all the the ultron uh shells empty shells it's yeah. like man you know all these people are just dead yeah and uh and so i think that like because i think going into this movie i was always in that trailer after that first trailer i was always thinking like how how do they how do they get these characters how do they get you know tony specifically from being so callous about like well i'm not going to give give the government uh my my weapons and i'm not going to be an arms dealer for them and i'm not going to do this stuff and how do they get him to the point of like legitimately where the audience is going to believe that he wants to hand over some level of control over to the government. And so this effectively did that for me because it was like, Oh man, I forgot about the, forgot about all the little, uh, you know, essentially you know, the little people in my bid to save the world or, uh, whatever. I mean, it's just, yeah. so that, that made sense to me. And that, that disconnect between how I felt at the end of that movie versus where we start here actually reinforced, um, where we were going to end up with this thing. So, and I thought it was interesting that they pulled in pepper pots as a motivation for like, yeah. Trying to uh, put some checks and balances in place so that he doesn't have to be Iron Man anymore all the time, you know. And because they almost did the same thing um, in terms of Cap likes or Cap loves Bucky, like he's his friend and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Where I don't, that's harder. Like what's what's weird is we've had three movies now with Bucky in it. And I feel less of a connection between Cap and Bucky than I do between Pepper Potts and and Tony Stark. Yeah, and I think largely that could be because the whenever they were together uh, during Captain America one, it was in the past, and they were with like a dozen other people, and it was brief, right? And it was it was maybe the first thirty minutes, forty minutes of the movie, yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, it just seems like. Their relationship hasn't been, and I guess Winter Soldier. You have, you have the second movie with him in it. Winter Soldier is all about him just discovering who he was again. Like mm-hmm. I mean, Bucky just was brainwashed, didn't know anything he had been doing, or or wasn't aware of. Uh, it wasn't even, I guess, established whether or not he knew Cap. I mean, by the end of that movie, so. Um, I mean, so I, yeah, you're right. I think they've situationally they haven't really shown us enough. This was the movie that established their relationship uh, as mm-hmm. as super best friends, um, and I feel like now moving forward we can really be invested in the Bucky uh, Cap friendship. But I don't, you know, I didn't have that going into this. I feel like they kind of put that relationship on ice. So. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to for gonna a do, second time. They're not going to. They're not going to deal with it for a while. They did. They did put it on ice. That's such a bad pun. So bad. <laughs> that was not the right pun. Oh my gosh! I love it. Mm. Wait. So going back to Tony Stark, yes. was he introduced in this film? Which came first, that like uh, board table meeting or the MIT presentation? MIT. Okay. Yeah. How did they do that? 
The Vi- MIT presentation? Video guy, yeah. So How with, do they uh, do young Tony Stark? Uh, oh, young Tony Stark. The, oh, I feel yeah. like they superimposed his face right? onto another actor. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So they've done that. They started that in um, the first Captain America. Uh, That's right. With Steve Rogers. So like That's he was right. Before the Super Soldier program, he's like this small, wimpy kid. Then they take mm-hmm. the Super Soldier. That's why I said he always put serum. newspapers in his shoes to try to be taller. Mm-hmm. Super Soldier Serum. And he like turns like into Captain America that we know. Mm-hmm. They did a for was it ant-man for young Mar- uh martin sheen i think so which uh, was pretty crazy so. yeah this think- is there's this I, if fultron was here he'd be able to tell us like there's right. this technology that someone developed that they keep using to make these people look young it is part of it is superimposing their face on another actor mm-hmm. but another part of it is like actually making their features look younger right and so interesting yeah like it's it's really weird it's really cool I wish he was here to explain it. It's probably where all the special effects budget went. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> and then, that one scene. So, speaking it was, of that, that looked really it good. was really good. Yeah, it, was it was a awesome. close-up of his face, yeah. and he was talking and moving his eyes, and you were just like, yeah. what is happening? Like, <laughs> how? I, I wasn't even paying attention. I was just trying to figure out what was, like, how they did it. The, who, whenever Tony Stark appears behind him, and he's out, out of focus, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Who's back there? Because yeah. like, at first I was like, man, that's a killer makeup job. And then yeah. he comes out and I'm like, there's no way they can fix that. You know, like, <laughs> like he's, he's like George Clooney in that, like, just the older he gets, like, he just looks better. He looks like, cooler. Yeah, looks really cool. handsome where it's just like, oh man, the weathered face is just like, oh my gosh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I really liked how they told the story of. Howard Stark's death in this film and that like they tease it in that mm-hmm. scene and then you see it I think maybe did we see the like the thing with Bucky like shooting the car's tires and like the wreck and all that kind of stuff before that even yeah we saw it way early Is that, um, the first that was the very thing the... first thing that we saw I think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, so, so we, they showed it like three or four times. Though. Yeah, yeah. We do that. Then we like. Then they keep every single time they show it, they show you more, yeah. and then they show you more, and they show you more. And some of that by the end, you do come to the realization, like you're like, oh no, that's what this is, mm-hmm. and like the minute that Tony says, "I know that road," you're like, oh no. See, this I didn't is- even get it then. I uh, it, it took me a while. Like, and that's the other thing about this. Like, I didn't. Maybe it was the girls behind us gasping. I didn't. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is something. <laughs> I uh, I didn't realize whenever um, whenever we were talking like with young him, like that actually meant something. Like at, at at the time, I was like, that seems like kind of a weird throwaway to spend so much money potentially on mm-hmm. these special effects in this moment to just have it be like. Oh, it's just a throwaway, and it shows a little bit of the motivation of what's going on. But you could do that a different way, a cheaper way, mm-hmm. a more efficient way that wouldn't take up so much time. But then at the end, whenever it all kind of came together uh, in an unexpected way, um, I was I was like, oh. That's why we spent so much time doing that. Mm-hmm. That's why we were setting up his attitude with his parents and like, you know, the uh, the fact that he regretted what mm-hmm. his last thing he said to his dad was. And, and all of that that time that we spent there actually meant something way down the road and I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, really yeah. nice. And it, and it sold the the ensuing fight scene after. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man. Which and it was brutal was and it was emotional. Yeah. There is distinctly one there was distinctly one moment where everything just kind of 
went uh, from being like, oh, ha ha, we're all fighting each other and isn't this awesome and aren't we, you know, we're pulling our punches with each other and it's and everything's going to be okay and here's Ant-Man and here's Spider-Man. And it was whenever uh, Vision said, the second time he said the, the word catastrophe mm-hmm. where he was, he was talking to Scarlet Witch and he was like, um, catastrophe. And at that point, no catastrophe had occurred. Nothing had True. happened. Um, the, I mean, people had like maybe gotten their feelings hurt or like, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but like no one had gotten injured. And then directly after that was whenever he zapped uh roadie out of the sky, um, by accident. And then after, from that moment on, it just kept getting progressively darker, darker, darker. And then you're like, Oh, I think we might turn it around whenever, uh, Tony. Tony comes in. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna help out yeah. uh, with the with Bucky and with with Steve," and then go to like totally turns on its head at that moment as well. So it's yeah. like it just continuously goes down from there. And I loved that aspect of it, where it's like we have this nice two section movie of like, "Oh, all of this is fun action, and we're all having a great time and and cracking jokes." And then after this moment, everything just goes away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about. Um, Marvel's lack of good villains. Yeah. And I'm starting to, like, I always thought that was because they don't last more than a movie. Loki's really the only one. You know, like, I thought Ronan was really cool in Guardians of the Galaxy, but he dies. Like, they kill him, honestly, pretty easily. Yeah. (laughs) Fairly (laughs) inconsequentially, and you're just like, really? Yeah, and so, you know, but this villain, like, he's just a man. Like, this is just a guy. And... The links that he went to destroy the Avengers was a, a really high level and like really well orchestrated, and it like reminds me of like in The Dark Knight whenever Alfred ta- is talking about the Joker, and he says, you know, some men just want to watch the world burn, yeah. and like those I think are the best villains mm-hmm. to me, especially for these superhero movies because like they're trying to keep peace and order and keep everyone safe, and like the people who are just so unpredictable. And all they want to see is just destruction. Mm-hmm. It's not like they have, well, I have one agenda. I'm going to monologue about it, and I'm going to talk to you like, I want to, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, no, he just wants to s- s- just light a fire and see what happens. Yeah. And, like, he's a huge villain now in my mind. Like, yeah, they caught him, and they're going to put him in jail, but they could bring this guy back, and he could be a force to be reckoned with. Right. Well, I mean, the, like, to orchestrate, you have to have like a Lex Luthor kind of mind to like orchestrate all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of genius level stuff going on there, especially it's only been a year. I mean, or, or, or more, you know, cause he yeah. was talking about how he had studied, studied cap for like a year. And then, you know, finally there at the end was like, Oh, I see some green in your eye. It's, at least there's a flaw somewhere. And so, I mean, it's just like, it's so, so sinister that in the short, relatively short amount of time that it has been since, uh, I guess the catalyst that set him off on, on this journey, it's like, holy cow, you did all of this and figured out that these things would, would, these dominoes would fall and lead to, to all Mm -hmm. of this. It's like, yeah, you're right. You're talking some genius level stuff. Well, it's, it's almost like you saw the birth of a supervillain because he was prepared to kill himself. Right. Mm. And then didn't have the opportunity to. And so now he's living in anger. You assume, you know, yeah, he's just stewing in a, uh, in a cell with two bathroom breaks and meals at what, what times? I don't know. Remember what he said, what Martin Freeman said. (laughs) Four and six, maybe. Yeah. Anyway. So speaking of that, what did you guys think of the black Panther? Oh man. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was very cool. Like I, I'm still so I know because I have 
like studied his backstory, I understand it. Like it doesn't make sense. Like they don't spend enough time on it. So like they reference him in uh, the last Avengers, or they referenced um, what is the, uh, the the country's name? It's not Wakovia. Wako- yeah, no, uh, not Wakovia. It was uh, Sokovia. No, Sokova. There was there, there were that. That's that's. Oh, the L one. There's one with a W. Oh, I'll find out. Okay, so his country they referenced it in Age of Ultron, and that that's where vibranium comes from. So that's what right. Cap's shield's made out of. That's what Bucky's arm's made out of, uh, right? Yes. And and so like, but what they haven't said is that that's that country's main export, and that's why they're so rich. Mm. And also, vibranium has different. Um, properties to it than just being a the super hard metal that we know from Cap's shield. Like and they kind of like offhandedly reference it like whenever Spider-Man says that shield uh doesn't f- fly according to scientific laws or whatever he said, physics. I forgot the line. Well, yeah, physics. And there were like references to it like whenever um Black Panther would like do weird things like Bucky's arm somehow. Yeah, he would like bend it with his with his with his what hand was it about? or something. I don't there, know. There was really. that one weird like maybe... awkward stare at each other. Yeah. and was it magnetized somehow? Like was it attracted to itself and he always bending his arm back? So somehow? this is maybe I, like I didn't know if it was like the fact like Black Panther's because his suit's made out of vibranium and they right. they did like say that. Like Wakanda it, is what it is. Wakanda. So did they? There's a level in uh, in Battlegrounds, Marvel uh, Disney Infinity, mm. Marvel Battlegrounds. That's in Wakanda. Cool. I didn't know if it was like maybe like there's something about Black Panther's suit that was interacting with his arm, or if Black Panther actually has some kind of power that allows him to control vibranium, like mm. as the protector of Wakanda. Wakanda. He. Be, is bestowed or they somehow like uh, gets the power to control and alter vibranium because right. it, it like it's way well, more he has powerful. A ring too. He puts his father's yeah. ring on his finger. Yeah, something that was that too. I mean, so I was wondering if maybe that had something to do with it. But then again, he said he already had like he already was the Black Panther. He already had the mantle of the Black Panther. So now he's both. Yeah. And so like mm-hmm. I mean that doesn't. Maybe the ring was just like the king's ring. Right. That's what I was. And I was like, oh, the ring doesn't seem to be doing anything. But it makes sense if he would have some sort of uh, telepathy over that type specific metal. Um, So, Mm -hmm. but then again, I also wonder why wouldn't he have just like controlled Cap's shield while he's throwing it around and Mm -hmm. they were fighting? I mean, I don't know. It's just whenever he scratches it and stuff like that, I I don't know. I really have no idea. So going back to the girl sitting behind us. Mm. So during <laughs> that scene when he grabs his arm uh-huh. and there's that they do the close up on the the paw uh-huh. on the arm and then they look at each other and then arm again. Uh-huh. I hear them say, "What was that all about?" And I was like, "Oh, thank God it's not just me." <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. So that was the one commentary that actually was helpful. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. Um, so. With that, like, I loved whenever we would have, like, the moments of humor where it's like, but he was, like, the only humorless character. Like, (laughs) he really didn't mess around. And there was the moment where, like, it was like, Oh hi! I'm I'm uh, Hawkeye. Introduces himself to him and he goes, "I don't care," and he just goes after <laughs> yeah. him. And it's like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Well, so they kept calling him um, "Your Highness." Was that like because he's the new king, or yeah. was that like a Star Wars type, like Han and Leia mm. jab? You know? No. Yeah, I, the, yeah I think it's just because he's the new king. Yeah, he's just it's he's truly new king. like yeah. respectful. Yeah. Yes. 
or it's it's sarcastic. I think if it was coming from somebody else, like I, I don't know, like oh, your highness, I don't know. So let's talk about the uh, the Star Wars reference. That's true. Okay, so when he was flying around uh-huh. rapping him, so Ant Man's huge, uh-huh. which was a huge like hilarious moment. Yeah, yeah. It's like I knew oh, what was going to okay. happen whenever they telegraphed it or whatever, and I was like, he's like, oh, we're going to need something really big and surprising, a, a diversion, and he's like, oh, I think I might have something. I can only do it for however long, and it might tear me in half. And he's like, is he going to tear himself in half? <laughs> so let's pause for a second. He shouldn't really be moving that slow, should he? Like, if you're that big, it doesn't mean you move slow. This is the biggest problem I have with <laughs> any time anyone blows anything up. Like, anytime anything gets big, it gets slow. Because the same thing happened on Legends of, uh, or, yeah, uh, yeah, Legends of Tomorrow uh, is these spoilers for that show, I guess. But, like, two big, gigantic robots, and they're fighting or whatever, and they're super slow. And you're like wouldn't you be that much faster because let's you know i mean i don't, I don't know i don't know because no, like, the wind resistance whatever no <laughs> like <laughs> wind resistance <laughs> i mean it's like you, it's you, just you, like like pure mass but like you you think back to any kind of film or comic like this you know and you're saying that like there are rules in place you know like you never have something like what iron man shoots out of his palms you right. know that's like a huge explosion every time because that would just be like well boom huge explosion not fun you know yeah. so it's like <laughs> there has to be the the weakness in the tool you know so oh, it's I like this saying. has the mass so oh, okay. when it does come down it comes down hard but you got like a couple extra seconds to get away you know Would, wouldn't it make sense though that whenever he's small he should be super fast then well no he kind of is i guess well no they, no they were he's not showing him running across the like, graded metal and that's he was right. like he's barely like moving slow. that's right but and it, then but like jump super high right and that's the other thing about ant-man just in in his movie they didn't explain the powers well enough for me yeah. <laughs> because they all like the, the way they explained it was whenever you shrink your density, your density is the same. So you're like super dense whenever you're small. So whenever he's big, he should be not super dense. Like, so he, yeah, he should be he should super be, light. Yeah. He should be really light. Like they should just be able to like, he's the same weight. Actually, the way they described it was he's the same mass and the same weight, whether he was tiny or whether he was gigantic. So he's still like a, uh, a 200 pound person, whether he's really small. So it's just really small, 200 pounds hmm. or hitting you in the face or, it's a really gigantic 200 pounds and you're just like oh really i don't know it's interesting yeah that's the way that they explained it and i was like this doesn't make sense with the things that are happening in your movie and then it that carries over here because that's why they call it science fiction yep <laughs> but yeah anyway so that was a hilarious moment but back to the star wars reference oh, yeah. within yeah. that so, moment so spider-man webs him mm-hmm and starts flying around him, and I was like, "ATAT Walker." Yeah. And then <laughs> they didn't go back to that for a few more minutes, you uh-huh. know. And then they went back to it again and finished it out. And he wraps up his legs, right? Uh-huh. And then he trips. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And 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 verbally references yeah, the Empire yeah. Strikes Back. And he says, "Have you ever seen that Star Wars movie?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, that really old movie, yeah. <laughs> Star Wars." <laughs> and I love, I love this. Somebody goes, "How old is this kid?" And he's like, "I don't know. I didn't check his age. He's young." <laughs> no, he said he didn't carbon date him. Yeah, that's he didn't right. That's him. right. <laughs> Dude, speaking of Spider, Spider Man was so funny in this oh, yeah. movie. Like he was exactly the Spider Man that uh, that that. I wanted in, mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe, like where he's just like super hilariously, like just taking nothing almost seriously where even whenever he's telling uh, Captain America why he's there, he's like, 
yeah, he's like, I have to do this. You know, it's, it's my first chance. It's my big chance. It's like his big break, you know, yeah. to be on, uh, to be on team, yeah. team, uh, Iron Man or whatever. That was something that Fultron like wanted to communicate as well. Like he loved Spider-Man and they were saying like whenever they cast him, that they cast him specifically because of his on-screen chemistry with Tony Stark, with Robert Downey Jr. Mm. And I totally see that now. Yeah. It's like, yes, that's why you cast him because like they got together really, really well. Yeah. And yeah. I lo- I mean, well, you had to be sold on their relationship, their relationship yeah. within what was that scene? Like four minutes tops. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so in that amount of time you have to, you have to not only buy that, you know, th- these two people belong together. They belong in the same universe. You have to buy that he's been h- hiding out and somehow Tony knows about him. And there's all of these things that just have to happen and have to happen pretty much perfectly mm-hmm. for you to be into Spider-Man almost at all. Mm-hmm. And so they did that incredibly well and incredibly rapid fire and with, with wit and, uh, and uh, like they were still joking around with each other and the hilarious, like even the, the, the more physical things where he drops the suit mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and, and the kid like runs over and grabs it and shoves it in the closet really quickly and turns around, you know, like all casual, like, um, those physical moments really sold to me that this kid is Spider-Man as well. Like, I mean, and so like, I, I really have to have that physicality of it being Spider-Man. And I think that's something that, uh, that was nice for them to be able to show off within four minutes. Mm-hmm. So, well, I really like the relationship now, like that they've established between him and Tony. Because, like, at the end and after the credits, they showed him like playing with that uh, tech that Tony gave him, and mm-hmm. it's basically like this like supercomputer kind of Spider-Man computer thing. And it's like that's obviously going to play in the Spider-Man movie. When does that come out? Is that it's not next year? Uh, the no, year it's after? Year, or or wait here? It's I have okay. So I have the list pulled up of all of the the Marvel movies. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, then. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like whenever he like finally has his movie, it's like he's going to be using Tony Stark tech, mm-hmm. and like that's pretty mm-hmm. cool, right? Right. So as in terms of, I, I did want to say in terms of all the heroes and stuff going on in this movie, it just got crazy. <laughs> like yeah. you've got a giant Ant Man, and you got Spider Man, and uh, mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch doing her like crazy, awesome. like yeah, her powers are amazing. Yeah. I love like she's one of my favorite characters mm-hmm. now. Yeah, and they developed her character incredibly well. Her yeah. and Vision's relationship was really intriguing in this, and that's one thing I, I loved about this movie. It's a Captain America movie. It's titled Captain America, mm-hmm. but they really did a good job of giving most of the characters they're each individual stories and it, they were characters that we yeah. maybe hadn't had uh big parts big roles big uh changes in the avengers movie like the last avengers movie we didn't really spend a whole lot of time with black widow this time we were still sold on her friendship and whenever she you know turns uh her back on like uh Iron Man and, yeah. and ends up helping Captain America yeah. because that was best for the world, best for the team, best for whatever. Mm-hmm. She just did what she wanted. It really showed off her like true character, but it really they they largely left her character the same at the end of the movie as she was at the beginning. But most of the other characters, they really did a lot of lot of time. They put a lot of time into these uh quote unquote side characters for a Captain America movie. And I really appreciated that. And this was really less about Captain America and more about just the team, the Avengers falling apart almost. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was still a Captain America centric story because of the way sure. that Bucky played into the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really like Captain America going off the reservation. And if he hadn't made those decisions and we wouldn't have this split in the Avengers. That's true. And something that this did right that I, I want to compare it to uh, the previous Captain America winter soldier and, uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. So 
some some of our complaints with like our review for Captain America Winter Soldier was that everything in that that movie seems to have world altering consequences, right. and the only people involved were Black Widow, Captain America, and Bucky. And it's like, well, in this movie, even Captain or not Captain America, uh, Iron Man, Tony references. Oh, and then we had the whole Hydra thing, stomping out Hydra. And I'm like, well, like, where no, you were didn't. you? <laughs> no I didn't one else. see you in that movie. <laughs> yeah, no one else was involved. And that was the whole thing. It's like, Tony Stark's hanging out in New York, just having a fly. He could be in, like, D.C. in literally probably 10 minutes. Like, mm-hmm. And so that was weird. And I'm glad that they kind of, like, they, they fixed that. But then uh, a problem with Age of Ultron was that all that has is the Avengers. What's that? Is that four, that's four or five characters. Um... So I mean, it had it had okay. So let me think. Yeah, like it, it, a couple, like a handful or more, because we have. If you want to add Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch and then right. Quicksilver, Which, well, okay, and, and, I'll leave her out of this because I yeah. feel like her story was was um, done well in in uh, Age of Ultron. But you only have like four or five characters in the Avengers movies, and eight they struggled so much with the side stories and giving them all individual stories that yeah, they had well, to like, cut a lot of it out. Half that movie, you know? Well, they had parts with it shot even, and they cut it out of the, the final right. um, cut of the film. And so it's like they couldn't figure it out in that sense. That was um, Joss Whedon. But then this movie, they're able to give all of these characters at least a little arc. Right. Like they started at one point and they ended at another. There was progression in their characters. And right. it's like... That's genius. The fact yeah. that you're able to make this work with so many characters right. is unbelievable in some sense. I think part of uh, part of the success of this was due to the fact that the story, each group of characters was basically in their own location. A lot of the t- a lot of the time, like Vision and Scarlet Witch were like, you know, they were in one spot part of the world, and then yeah. Hawkeye comes into that. But then it's like, then you have uh, Cap and Winter, uh, or, yeah, Bucky, and like these other people that are in their own little groups. So we had like groups of three or four people, mm-hmm. and they were all kind of doing that. And we were able to look in and glance in and see the most important things that happened in what would you say this was like a week, yeah. maybe tops, mm. three days. Yeah, I would say a few days. Yeah, so I mean, you get to see the most important things, the conversations that they're having in these different locations, where as with Avengers uh, Age of Ultron everyone's pretty much together from like the whole movie basically Um, the only character that really broke off and went and did their own thing I guess there was two moments was whenever Thor went off and then whenever we had the fight with uh, Hulk and Hulkbuster and so like those are the only two moments where we have characters that are like on their own and we can see kind of what's going on there but in this movie because we're able to set things up and, and kind of world jump from room to room and see the most interesting parts I mean, you're able to to do more whenever you're having. Oh, there's four conversations going on at the same time, and we're gonna jump and see each one. Mm-hmm. And whereas in in uh, Avengers, because everybody's in the same room, there's only one conversation going on. You know, you can't have a whole lot of development going on in that way. Um, but yeah, do you think Hawkeye got that mini arc? That's a good question. I feel like there are a couple folks who are in there just. Yeah. kind of warm bodies, you know? Yeah, yeah I thought Hawkeye and then and Black Widow, like, because, you know, I think that they... Black Widow had a good arc, because she was on one side and then on the other, yeah, and she, like, true. she was the catalyst for, like, uh, Captain America getting away at the that's end. That's true, and, and Hawkeye stuff. didn't show up until, like, most of the way through the movie, mm-hmm. almost. Like, basically, right right before they went to the airport. I would say, like, Hawkeye the most, mm-hmm. um, War Machine, and... Yeah, which was a shame. Ant-Man also was more like comic relief, I feel like, for the airport scene. Yeah, that's that's a good point. And and 
I th- and that's not a bad thing, right? But. I think that um, I think that Rhodey did have a good because uh, he's War Machine's the one like he yeah. Rhodey fell and yeah, like yeah. hit the you know like so like he's dealing with a f- physical limitation now he's yeah. possibly disabled and it's like that's a huge like change from where we started in that, that movie. Well, I, I, mean, I, I do even think even at the end his his interaction with Tony at the end of the movie like right before credits roll or whatever that interaction there went a long way in my mind to like take his character and and amplify it and give yeah. him some time and give him some some uh motivation moving forward because like after that happens i was just like oh my gosh like what movie what's the movie that we're gonna see roadie in again because he's a, such a great character and uh and and so key to iron man <clears throat> excuse me and so then when i'm getting choked up guys oh my gosh roadie um <laughs> but, but then, then like when are we gonna see him again and so like i was really happy that they brought that back in and give him um, motivation moving forward, a reason to come back. The you know all of the, these things, yeah. and uh, and you see him with with Tony there, and and so I I appreciated that aspect of it. So he did get a little bit more. You're right, yeah, Chris. Yeah. yeah. I think the that's a good observation about Hawkeye and Ant Man. I think the only reason it works is because the last two movies, the movie before this was Ant Man. Mm-hmm. So we just like if you watch them in order and or mm-hmm. like you know you were you were marathoning them, you just watched all of Ant Man's story. So yeah. like to throw another big like character arc in there it might be too soon yeah and then hawkeye was the movie before that like we focused on like we found out he had a family and kids and they kept referencing that yeah so i think they were still kind of playing off of the mind share that you have from age of ultron like oh you know hawkeye yeah he's this family guy now Mm -hmm. and all this other kind of stuff you know he like he he did quit at the end of avengers didn't he yeah he retired well well, so he said he said he was gonna like be less on but then this one like that's why they asked hey what what did clint do did clint sign and he said no he retired he retired and so like yeah i mean and so he was out of retirement from that moment up until whenever he came back and mm-hmm. yeah. took out vision so it's a good point yeah yeah uh, crazy comparing it for a second to batman versus superman this didn't feel long whereas batman and superman versus superman oh felt gosh. long oh yeah yeah okay. and you saw batman versus superman yeah. yeah i feel like it was about the same time it wasn't was. it about it, two it hours for both of them well you think about the ground covered in this versus the ground covered in that yeah and i think holy cow, how did we fit this all in in such a cool way? And I think about that, and I go, how did it take that long? <laughs> yeah. Like, how did how did we have these, you know, th- these beats take up two and a half hours? And then, you know, you talked about the uh, the director's cut mm-hmm. on the, the Blu-ray, which is supposedly like a half hour longer. Yeah. It's like a three-hour three movie, and it's like, oh, my gosh, that's a long movie. Yeah. Was I the only one who thought someone was about to die in this movie? The entire time. Yeah. Well, as soon as Rody, as soon as, as soon as Rody got hit, I was like, "Oh my gosh! I guess we can't get out of this movie without some casualty." And I guess we didn't really, but I yeah. mean, well, yeah, in ways. I I thought Rody was gonna die whenever that happened. I thought Cap was just about. I thought either Cap was gonna kill Tony or Tony was gonna kill Cap. Yeah, I did too. I guess. Or Bucky was gonna die, and then it was all just. I, be I didn't think that Bucky would die for some reason. Like I thought that like that would just make. Um, Iron Man 2 just evil mm. but if he was like battling it out say he had killed Cap accidentally yeah. you know like just gone too far killed Cap and then realized what he had just done and he wouldn't kill Bucky at that point you know Maybe. like I didn't think that Bucky would die mm-hmm. because say Tony killed Bucky then Cap has to kill <laughs> Tony you know like yeah, there's no you know mm. there was no end to that loop yeah that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I legitimately, there were numerous times where like, it's now, 
this is the time we're saying goodbye. I don't know. Is, because I, I I did hear okay so I did see in an interview with uh with Robert Downey that he was like oh maybe I got another movie in me but I was like maybe that was just like a feint like maybe he yeah. was just like faking that one where he's like oh I'll totally be in another movie <laughs> and well, he's actually dead yeah. I mean you know another reason I thought that was like the, in the in the comics in the Civil War comics Cap dies so it's like yeah. uh, you know and I don't think he had to necessarily like especially in the story that they told here so it's like. I'm okay that he didn't. Like, I just thought that something would happen, like something earth-shattering like that where we lose a member of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that that would happen, possibly, then they come back maybe in, like, Avengers uh, Infinity War or something like that. Right, right. Um, I have one more thing. Like, when we talk about the future of the franchise, what comes next, does anybody else have anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think I, think I pretty much covered it. I really... I really want to stress how much fun I had during the first half of the movie mm. and then how stressful it was after that <laughs> second half and how it's a good stress. It's like, not like a, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I, I, I can't wait for this to be over. It's, it's more like, oh my gosh, this is just, yeah. it's, uh, it's, oh man, mom and dad are fighting. You know, it's, it's kind of like that situation, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, so you, you have that going on. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. The only thing I want to add is uh, Crossbones. I mm. thought it was pretty rad. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. I was really engaged with that. So. The the fist thing. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And I, I did think immediately whenever he dies, I was like, well, there goes another good Marvel villain. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was literally my thought was like, he blows himself up and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm just going to throw my freaking hat down and walk out. <laughs> That's true, man. Man, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> just because no, I'm like, bummed out. It was like, man, this is it's, it's, like super intimidating, and he'd taken yeah, he out really cool. He took out everyone. Like he took out Cap at one point, like with the gun on the back of this thing, and you're like, holy yeah. crap, this dude is just going to town all over the Avengers. Mm. And then at the end of it, I was just like, no, why did we get rid of this guy? Just put him in a jail cell somewhere. Oh, Come yeah. on, stop killing our good villains. Know, that's why, like, so that's we, we talk about like we love um, the idea of Arkham Asylum in the DC universe because mm. like you just put all the villains there and then they can all just break out at some point yeah like like, (laughs) later on in this movie we have we have the perfect place apparently in the pacific ocean somewhere there's (laughs) is is that a thing that everybody knows about that's Uh, the first i saw about it he gets in the helicopter flying into this like hurricane or whatever it was (laughs) (laughs) which basically speaking about the graphics the thought crossed my mind as it was happening was like oh they added this shot like He's somewhere in the end, and they didn't have time to actually mm-hmm. render any like ocean, so they were just like, ah, just make it, make it a thunderstorm. He's going through. <laughs> yeah, it's just a gray rain, like not even an interesting, no lightning. There's no like typhoons anywhere. It's just just a gray rain mm-hmm. in the background. But then the, there's some audio cue over the radio that was saying, "Open the prison mm-hmm. ceiling or That's whatever, right. and come in." And that was the only cue of where you were. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I guess I just don't know about that. But, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, it was a surprise to everyone in the in the theater. So, surprise someone behind you didn't go. What? <laughs> Where's that? What's that? A big gasp. Like I was I was practicing my gasp beforehand um, because like <laughs> Fultron asked me if I'd seen anything with it, and I was like, no. I was like, the whole movie, I'm just gonna be like, <gasps> just like massive gasps. What would be What would be funny? I don't know why. Just just because we were talking about the Pacific Ocean, it'd be funny if the next Pacific Rim, if there is one, there's a giant ant. What did you just squash over there? (laughs) 
What is that? It's a, uh, it's some sort of a, a crawly bug. One of those house. Gross. Yeah, it's like the uh, the silverfish. What yeah. are they called? Are they called oh. silverfish? No, that's no. like a giant centipede. Like, it's a centipede, some kind of thing. Some some, some sort of that. So yes. uh, anyway, wh- whenever gross. I apologize for the loud noises of like I was just beating the crap out of Chris. In uh, in Illinois, we don't have those bugs. So whenever I first moved down here and I saw one in my house, I was like, Oh yeah, we have monsters in our house. <laughs> Do you have those? Did you have those in San Francisco? No, no. Do you have no. any bugs in San Francisco? Uh, Exotic looking bugs. Ants. Ants. Oh, we have ants here too. I forgot there was a tweet like from someone I can't remember who it was, but like uh, giant ants, no, <laughs> ordinary. Okay. Said it can't go every day. Somebody who just moved to Tennessee said, "Every day I live in Tennessee, I experience a new bug that I've never seen before." That's true. <laughs> it's just like that's just <laughs> whoo. There's so many weird bugs down here. Yeah, I think we have the 17 year cicadas coming up. Yes, we year. do. Yeah, which so last time that happened, it was crazy. Oh, the, Every year, it's some version of cicadas. It's yeah. like one year, it's like, oh, these are the eight-year cicadas. It's like, like seven, 13, 17 years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always like, it's going to be so loud. And it's like, yeah, sometimes they're kind of loud, but like, I haven't like, it's not, hasn't been like overbearing yet yeah, where I'm right. just like, the cicadas. Well, we moved here in July and yeah. that's like kind of the middle of it, like uh-huh. July, August, you know? Yeah. And I was in my garage at night. Door open, lights on, and they're not the smartest little fellows. Oh no! And so he, so, he like, like flew I've... in, flew into my head three times, <laughs> oh, and man. then ran into my workbench, and then took <laughs> off out the garage. I, I feel like, so bad for them because it's like, how do their how do their little wings support their gigantic bodies? I know, I <laughs> like know. it's just wow. Anyway, yeah. I, I like that. So they call them. There's these large swaths of the United States where like, okay, this is where this brood lives. They call them broods. A brood of cicadas. And it's like, this is brood number 17. And it's just like, what is going on? Brood 17. Sounds like a bunch of vampires are going to come out of nowhere and just like, (laughs) brood 17, Chris's vampire flick. That's just, you need to make that movie, Chris. (laughs) Chris's independent vampire movie. (laughs) Catch it in theaters. Oh yeah, dude. Next year. Anyway, where the heck were we before oh, I so went and killed the we're bug? Gonna, yeah, <laughs> we're going to talk about. Um, I have no idea what I was saying. Oh, I was say I was making a joke. It's okay. We can. <laughs> it wasn't funny. <laughs> it wasn't going to be funny. It was okay. A weird association. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, in terms of the future of the franchise, all right. Yep. List off the most recent. That's not like the right the, way to say the, it. <laughs> List off the the movies coming up that coming soon to theaters near you. In chronological order. There we go. <laughs> Doctor Strange is coming November 4th, 2016. So okay. later this year, we will be getting strange with the Doctor. Then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, May 5th, okay. 2017. So a year from now, we will be with the Guardians of the Galaxy, listening to probably an awesome soundtrack. Um, then we've got Spider-Man Homecoming next mm. summer, so July 7th. <laughs> Um, which I, that's something that I hadn't thought about, like the whole Sony thing. Like, I don't know how often are we going to have a Spider-Man movie because that's the only Spider-Man movie on this. Yeah. Um, and aren't they like co-publishing it with uh, Sony and Marvel? Uh, so basically, um, Sony is is putting it up a lot of money for it, and so they they stand to make a lot of money back for it. Like, it's yeah. it's literally <laughs> it's a guaranteed success for Sony. Right. They're like, well, we're just all we can do is make money from this. So like. 
Let's right. just do it. So that is in July um, next year. And then we've got Thor Ragnarok, which I'm super pumped about. The buddy, com- like not buddy comedy, but, but buddy film basically. Between, buddy cop. Yeah, buddy cop film between Thor and, uh, and, and the Hulk. So that'll be interesting. That's November of 2017. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's about a year and a half away. Then we've got Black Panther, which I'm super amped about now after seeing his character, which the whole sequence of them running underneath like with the, the car scene basically, mm-hmm. that, was that, hu- that was so cool. Oh, that was one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, agree. That was amazing. Yeah, when the he motorcycle runs over thing? the car. Oh man, mm-hmm. yeah. When he runs over the car, and whenever uh, Winter Soldier grabs the motorcycle and like flips oh. it around, yes. like <laughs> gets right back on it. That was the first like crowd interaction <laughs> with the film. Yes, that was so good, dude. Yeah, so good. And then like. Yeah, I, whenever they're running and it's like they're passing all, like you said, yeah. jumping on top of these cars, and so you're just like, oh my gosh! And 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 Cap has to get into a van in order to keep up. Yeah, it's good. He's old. It is. I actually, mean, think it was an Audi Q5. Little product placement there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was actually, nice. I was wondering that, and then like there were, I saw some logos on some of the buildings, like when they were in Germany and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did they yeah. pay for that? To Tony Stark was also driving an Audi. Yeah. Just oh, at the end, everybody was. Was that Emily an Audi Thorne at the end, or was that yeah. a McLaren? No, it was an Audi. Was that that yeah, orange car? Audi, yeah, it was an Audi. All right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right. If it was a McLaren, I would have known. Uh, I love the McLarens, dude. Drove by a McLaren in Huntington Beach uh, whenever we were out there in LA. Oh, so cool. So cool. Are you guys sponsored by Publix Water? Is this product placement? <laughs> this is product that placement. That would be amazing. I can't believe how refreshing this Publix Water is. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's, it's, it's so purified. Delicious. Just purified. Mm. Uh, <laughs> then we've got Avengers Infinity War. So this is where we when pick up that? with the main line uh, Marvel's movie. So th- basically the sequel to this yeah. is going to be May 4th, 2018. Two years Man. from this week. So we've got to wait a long time. Have they even started filming? They haven't yeah, started. they have. No, they have they started have, filming. They have. Well, at least they've started some form of production in in Great Britain. Well, maybe they can um, get those supercomputers rendering those graphics early. <laughs> um, but yeah. What's funny is they just released this week that the Russos said that both of those movies are going to get renamed because they have less in common than those names suggest. So mm. part one or part two, I guess, is very misleading. Interesting. They're going to be more like... Here's a standalone Avengers, and here's another standalone Avengers. Really interesting, and like that's the thing is like whenever you plan out, and we'll get there in a second. But we get when you get to 2020, whenever you're planning that far out, and these movies were all announced, the titles and 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 dates and things were are all announced way back. Uh, we did a podcast about it probably last year sometime. No, that was like two years ago. I think it was, yeah, that was one of our first podcasts where we were talking about that. Jeez, dude, I, it was just so long. And so like whenever you have that happen, like things are going to change. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like the uh, the Infinity War starts there. Then we go into Ant Man and the Wasp, which I'm super pumped about. Mm. Um, July sixth, twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. and like the only thing with that one that I was thinking is, does that mean that Ant Man and the Wasp are not going to be in Infinity War? Um, uh, so, because the, the, they've again, been in a, now they've been in a mainline Marvel movie. I feel like it would be odd for them to not be in the Avengers moving forward. Or again, if in that future movie these movies are more standalone like i don't know they could be and it doesn't it's not like because it's not like they're we're going to doesn't sound like we're going to end the first movie on a cliffhanger yeah that's true and then we pick back up like right there on the next movie that's true. i think that's what they mean by like this is not a part one or part two in terms of uh the way that the story is told that would make sense and so like things can happen in between now what's what's crazy is like they said like we could have they put a numerical number on it for some reason. Like we could have up to sixty-seven characters or superheroes in this movie. It was like what? 
Like that's a lot. I mean, they're gonna have to start introducing these characters and everything. I mean, because like, yeah, I guess you could have you could have the the Punisher. You could have um, man, that uh, would be Daredevil. Cool. You could have Elektra. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of these characters that you can have well, if you're pulling in. But would that make you? What would that make you feel like? If I, I'm a major Punisher fan, yeah, and major Elektra fan, dude. If awesome. they showed up in Infinity War, oh yeah, totally. I feel like you're gonna have to. I mean, they don't have infinite characters, but they gotta make you feel like they're infinite characters mm. for the Infinity War. Mm. Okay, so then the next one after uh, Ant Man and the Wasp is Captain Marvel, which is the one that I'm like super amped about, just because I love that character. Have the graphic novels, absolutely love Captain Marvel. Um, that is March eighth, twenty nineteen. So three years. From this week, Mm -hmm. we will be experiencing Captain Marvel on the big screen. And then, a year from then, there's a huge jump. So, actually, no, no, no. It's hanging on. Sorry. That was March 8th. So, a year and change from then, we actually have Avengers Infinity War Part 2. And that's uh, May 3rd. And then there's three unnamed Marvel movies that are coming up in 2020. And so, yeah, anyway, so that's, that's the Marvel slate moving forward. And so there's a couple of gaps in there that they can maybe fill there. Some things might be moved. Who knows? Um, I'm like the one thing that I did wonder was maybe there's another Spider-Man movie because it seems like, especially with him being a relatively young person, like you would, you would want him to be, um, potentially that age for a while and then grow up over time. Mm -hmm. And so maybe add in another Spider-Man movie somewhere in like, 2018 sometime or even you know sometime late 2019 so what's interesting is that we're not going to deal with any of this stuff for like two years like that's crazy mm-hmm. for and, sure dude and i kind of want to deal with it today bring it all in man yeah i just want all these movies rapid fire that's what binge watching does to you it makes you want <laughs> that's true all of these things immediately so it's time to rate this thing i'm ready on a state we need to use to stay on target scale of one to ten you can do some decimals if you what want do you, to. what do you rate this one being the lowest 10 let's being the highest. Do yes you, 10 do being you, the highest do you want to uh to to let daniel go oh yeah first? well let, let, let's see what do you, would, would you like to go first no okay. no you not, don't want to go first absolutely not <laughs> all right i'm gonna give this one a nine wow it's pretty darn good, dude. All right. It's it, it, if if I were to dock it for the uh, for the um, graphics, that mm-hmm. was the only thing. Like yeah. it's just like, man, you know, there's a couple moments where you're just like, ah, yeah, could have done better. But. I'm I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Mm-hmm. Um, did a lot of things right. I I I, I still like um, I'm still in this weird spot with the Marvel movies where if they. Like I don't know how much of an impact this movie makes as a standalone film if you don't have the context of the other films. Yeah, I guess that's like, true. Yeah. Yes. And so I, I dock it for that just because, like, yeah, this could be like I loved everything going on in it, yeah. but like you look at something like Thor: uh, The Dark World that can stand alone. It can. But it also works in terms of the larger Avengers and Thor universe. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's what I would rather see these movies do, but I do appreciate these kinds of things. Right. And we talked about earlier how it, this one did in fact lean heavily, especially with like Hawkeye leaned heavily on a movie mm-hmm. that he'd been in previously um, with um, 
I mean, think? Bucky and Cap's relationship. Right. With uh, that, like, it's like you were expected to know some of their past. Tony and Pe- like, what do you care about Pepper? Well, and even the setup. Yeah, with Pepper and then the setup of uh, Sokovia or whatever. It's like you mm-hmm. couldn't watch this one without having known um, about Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. I mean, you could leave out the original Cap, but it's like Captain America Winter Soldier kind, kind of. Kind of, but, but they, you, you, that's where you you – you're introduced to Bucky and his relationship. If you don't have that, I guess that's true. Then you have no reason to care about them in this that's one. That's true. So, so in this movie, you're expected to have watched the Cap movies, two of the Cap movies, and then at least Avengers: Age of Ultron, basically, to understand what's going on. Um, like that's the bare minimum kind of baseline for what they kept referencing in yeah. this movie, which is interesting. I mean, that's a very, very solid point, man. Fultron uh, told me he was going to rate this. And eight. Chris, he doesn't get it. I'm not. I'm not accepting it. <laughs> I just. I don't accept. I don't accept his rating because he's not here. Okay. I would give it an eight, also. Okay. For the same reasons why Chris just said, like there are parts of the story that I wanted more of, which mm. I would have had had I seen those other three films. Yeah. Which I I didn't. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. I know this it. wasn't cheap for you guys to have me on here. Yes. No. So yes. thanks for showing it, it was, out. It was mainly all the catering that you required <laughs> to bring you in. The, the catering and then all the time it took for me to pick out all of the blue M&Ms. Like, I didn't understand why you didn't want the blue M&Ms. But it took about four bags. took a really long time, man. You guys got the wrong sparkling water, but, you know, next time. Okay. Next time we'll go with Kroger instead of Publix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. Okay. Cool. Well, next week we'll be back with some some kind of episode. Uh, <laughs> some all, kind of episode. No, I, think, I think we'll talk about Rocket League's hoops expansion pack. Very true. We'll talk about that next week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on Twitter at chriswright two five zero and John Wright seven 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 and at Stay on Target Pod. Please subscribe to us on Stitcher and iTunes and. Google Play and review us. Leave us reviews. We appreciate that. You yeah. can hashtag stay on topic and we will talk about your topic on the air. You can find you on Twitter. Minimal hoarder. It's true. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What does it mean? Like a minimalist hoarder. Ah. Yeah. Do you hoard things? Uh, Do you hoard uh, very small things? Just... <laughs> so if you walk by my desk at work, people think I got fired like every day because there's nothing <laughs> on it. Um, but I collect things, so I like it. Yeah, I do appreciate you coming on. You, yeah, you and I host a, a podcast that is internal right now at our company. Hopefully, True. external in the, True in the story. future. And uh, so, yeah, whenever that happens, I will inform our listeners. Tag so it. We're Push gonna it. we're gonna plug the heck out of it on here. Yeah, I love it. We'll, we'll sponsor Stay on Target. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Totally into that. Brought to you, this topic brought to you by this other podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Thanks so much. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.